Wednesday, January 10th, and away we go. 32 days away from a little game called the Super Bowl. 32 days. What the 49ers have in front of them in the next month makes this one of the biggest months in the history of this franchise. One of the biggest months in Kyle Shanahan's entire professional life. What pressure this team is going to be under in the next month. But they want it. And let's see if they go get it. How you doing? It's great to have you here. Thank you very much for stopping on by. Some people call it Wednesday. A lot of people call it hump day. Not us. It's amazing what one typographical error can do to change the language of an entire show, of an entire channel. Uh, happy Humo Day to all of those who observe you homosexuals out there in the Plus Army. Thank you so much for being a part of what we do. Already a great group saying hello, good morning, how are you to each other in the chat. Michelle Haberman, feel better. I see you're a little still under the weather. She's getting better. Everybody's getting better. Everybody's feeling frisky, right? It's that time. Might be some gray, dull, ugly days outside, but man, Super Bowl is coming. You can just feel it in the air. You can feel people getting angry that there's going to be wild card games uh, behind a paywall, and we'll get to that in just a second here. But I have a lunch with Paul McCaffrey and Tony Ryan coming up a little bit later on today. So I got a short one for you because I got to get downtown San Francisco and see a couple buddies and talk to them about... Oh, how much fun I've had over here and how much fun can be waiting for Paul McCaffrey in the land of YouTube should he choose to do such a thing. And who knows, maybe we'll even have a little greeting and hello from Paulie before this day is done to share with you. So uh, a Warriors game a little bit later, funny, the early start time, right? The game's on ABC, I believe. So it's a 5.30 start time, I believe. I, hopefully I got that right. Uh, but if you got tickets, you should know the start time to that game tonight. It's a little weird. Uh, anyways, here we go. I want to talk about the ungodly pressure of a Super Bowl. There is no sport that is covered in America like the NFL. There is no sport that is just bandied about in terms of the rumor mill and gossip. And that's what this is. All these sports shows are sports gossip, basically. And we can't stop gossiping about who we think is going to be the best-looking team at the end of the year. Who do you think is going to be homecoming king? Now, there's a lot of qualified candidates, but there is no doubt one guy has been the best-looking guy walking around the high school for years, and it's the 49ers. Everyone knows that this team has been working towards this point. And this is certainly not lost upon Kyle Shanahan or anyone in his locker room. Every failure that they've had, every success that has brought them to this point, all that they have learned about what goes into the focus to play the big game, the focus to get to the big game, getting through initial opponents on the way to a big game, like they've done all that. There's only one thing left for Kyle to do, and I think all of us would like to see him do it just to see not what it would mean to the Niners and Niners fans, but the reaction to the rest of the world and how the conversation around this team could then just go back to about, man, isn't this football something else? Like, there's some really good football happening over here. This guy seems to have a straight-up schematic advantage in most games he's playing, and he's got the right tune to execute it. And let's just appreciate what we're seeing instead of trying to deconstruct it for everything that's wrong with it and a reason why this guy hasn't ever won the big one because the minute he wins the big one, no one will ever be able to say that again, which means they're going to have very little to criticize. 
Very little left to say about Kyle Shanahan. Should he win a Super Bowl? The preparation that he puts into this playoff run has to be the difference. You know, if you think you got the team, if you think you got the quarterback, you know you got the defense, you got the right horses to run the race, well, then it's about how you planned to run the race. There is immense pressure on Kyle. Of course, it trickles to everyone on this franchise. The water boy is under a lot more pressure in the postseason than in the regular season. The water boy's got a big month, right? Got to make sure all those Gatorades are mixed up. You don't want to have any of the concentrate, a little too, little too sweet, a little too sour. Everybody should be in playoff mode. You want to get it right. You want to get your mixture right. I feel like I'm going to have a, a cocktail at lunch today, by the way. Mm. And that's the sip of the day right there. That was, that, that was perfect. Nailed that one. What'd you do today? Well, I sipped something, and I did a damn good job doing it. Had a great day. Um, Kyle's preparation has to be the difference. These 32 days, and I know, look, you got to take them one at a time. You can't start planning for a Super Bowl you're not even in yet. But you get knocked out of your rhythm when you have that bye week, keeping the team in its rhythm. We're not talking rust. We're not using that R word. We're just talking rhythm. Because when the Niners are rested and in rhythm, Man, they're just a monster. So this is all set up to hopefully be the run that everyone has been waiting for. And again, just the life that Kyle would get to lead. Like the, the, the reason why I hope he does it is just so his life gets to change. I mean, think about it. Think about how much they want to tell us they're insulated from all the noise. You cannot insulate yourself from NFL noise. If you have a phone, it's going to reach you. If you have a television, it's going to reach you. You know, one of the profound things that Steve Kerr said years ago to me was, you know, when I was a player, there was no social media, there was no internet. And if you wanted to get away from a bunch of people talking about sports, all you needed to do was put down the newspaper and walk away from it. Just put the newspaper down. And there you go. The noise ends when you do that. This is sure there was sports talk radio, but again, if you don't have that channel on in your car, you can avoid that too. If you weren't watching TV and sports television back when Steve was playing was just a different animal than it is right now. Like you could get mad at things that were going on, but you know, it's not like they did daily shows about ripping Michael Jordan and telling you he's no Magic Johnson. He's no Larry Bird. It wasn't, there just wasn't this toxic level of discussion that happened seemingly at all times. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. This entire team has been living in that toxic life, has been living in that toxic world, in a world where everyone knows, hey, this is a really good team, but they haven't quite bit the apple the way that they want to, which means losers, bums, can't win it all. I mean, there's a lot of fans who have taken that thinking into the way that they think, and that's a shame. It's ruined sports in so many ways. This is something that I'll be speaking with Ethan Sherwood Strauss about on Thursday's show. Ethan's going to be joining me right at the beginning of the show. We're going to do a show together. He's going to sit in. We're, tomorrow's going to be an abstract, different kind of show. It's going to feel like an interview. But it's one that I'm really looking forward to having with a guy who I think is one of the smartest, smartest guys in the world of sports right now. And so I'm looking forward to that conversation. And again, the 49ers aren't playing this week. So we, it's not like we got to ramp up for a, for a game. Uh, we got a little time, but the Niners don't. 
The Niners need to use every single minute between now and their kickoff and the Super Bowl to get ready for winning that Super Bowl. Um, the life that Kyle would get to live, the reputation change with just one Lombardi trophy again, it would be profound. Think of all of the boxes that Kyle would be able to check off, along with, of course, everyone involved. But the head coach is responsible for everything on an NFL team. He would have his own sense of accomplishment, right? This is the life he's chosen. He wanted to be a coach. And the sense of accomplishment of winning professional sports championships, the zenith of competition, the apex of it all, has got to be incredibly satisfying. I've never seen anyone win a Super Bowl and go into a depression. That's for sure. Um, you get not only the professional accomplishment, but it's compounded on that for Kyle. This is the family business. Getting out of your own father's shadow, living up to your father's reputation, surpassing your father in, in reputation. This is something I want my sons to do for me. There's no doubt Mike wants to see Kyle. The, the Shanahan's, just the family will be happier if Kyle can do this. And what a sense of accomplishment that you finally lived up to your father's billing. There's a lot of sons and daughters who know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're pursuing and chasing after something that your mother or father got in their life, there's real, real keep-you-up-at-night pressure involved in that. Again, becoming champions at the highest level of competition in the world What's more satisfying professionally to professional competitors? Nothing. And then last but not least, it's got to feel really good to be able to turn around in either a very dignified, quiet way or in a very overt, undignified way. Tell the whole world, you got served. Straight up, you got served. I won the dance competition. You didn't. You got served. I don't think Kyle's going to drop a you got served on us. But you know he kind of wants to. Don't tell me Kyle hasn't seen the movie. I bet he has. He's listened to enough rap. He's, he's, he's listened to enough things from the South. He's, he's a little John fan. He's a little Wayne fan. You got served. I bet you he likes a dance competition. Who doesn't like a good dance competition? Again, this is noise that you cannot get away from. You can pretend to be immune to it, but you're pretending. I, I, look, every single person that you look at in professional athletes, along with being professional athletes that you root for, you know what they also are? They also are? They're humans. If I walked up to any single human today, any single human today, random on the street and said, later tonight, I'm going to be hosting a show about you. There would be some people who would try to play the, well, I don't care, I'm not going to listen card. But if we're being honest, of course you're going to listen. People listen to things about them. It's human nature. You want to hear what people are saying about you. You want to share your story with people. And if you can't share your story, you want to tune in to the person telling your story if anything, just to be curious to see if they got it right. You know, curiosity is real. It exists. 
These athletes aren't incurious. Uncurious? What's the word? You can't get away from this noise. You can't get away from this pressure. This is going to be the biggest month of Kyle's life. Now, he's had big months before. Those big months have come up short. This one can't. And that's the pressure of this one. There's not a, hey, 2014 Niners, this is Jimmy's first full season as a healthy starter, and this feels ahead of schedule. This is no longer ahead of schedule. This is the end of the song that he's been trying to come up with. This is the end of the movie. It's been a hell of a movie. There's been a lot of ups and downs. The first act wasn't very glorious. The second act came up short. Third act needs to end with a championship or this thing's a heartbreak. So what a month for Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers and all of us, all of us together, we get a front row seat to all of it. And I thank you for allowing me to be the person who gets you that ticket to the front row seat. Thank you very much for being here. Please like, please subscribe. And oh my goodness, memberships are available. I believe that when a membership reaches a month and then you go into month number two, your badge color changes. Very fancy. So we'll be seeing some changing color badges. There's no wrong time to get a color badge. And like I said, you don't even need to be a color badged member of this chat. You don't have to have a green name in the chat for me to love you at all. It's just people who want to go out and offer a little extra level of support to what we're doing. Hit like, hit subscribe. It's really all the support I need. So thank you very, very much for doing that. Again, I need to open this chat right here to make sure I'm not missing any supers. I don't want to let anyone down. When people are nice enough to reach out and jingle jangle, we like to acknowledge such a thing happened. We also like to acknowledge our sponsors for sure and for real. And uh, one of the realest ones out there is this man right here. Ike of Ike's Sandwiches. He's got love. He's got sandwiches. He's got delicious. And it can be delivered to you. You can go to any one of his 100 locations. You can pick it up. You can eat it right there. Or you can have it catered. Are you thinking about getting back to the office this month? Hopefully you are. It's good to be, you know, a social animal in the office. A lot of those important meetings are not really the important meetings. It's the conversations you have in the hallway. I mean, honestly, I love being on YouTube. But what I miss the most is just the camaraderie and seeing other people around a station. I do miss that. That's why I'm really looking forward to lunch with people who speak my language of radio a little bit later on today, Paulie and Tony. So I'm really looking forward to rubbing elbows with people who speak my language. If the language you want to speak is delicious sandwich, go find Ike. He speaks that language. He can go ahead and have that language delivered to you, delivered to your office. Check out catering. I just saw somebody order a little catering the other day. Who's that? Uh, was that uh, Yosarian who did that? Was that in, in Skills? I can't, I can't remember, but somebody. Somebody out there ordered some Ikes and, and sent me the picture, and I always like it when you send me your Ikes pictures. We want to thank MyBookie. You going to want to ride a little something on these wildcard games this weekend? MyBookie.ag. Use promo code DAMON when you sign up. And let me tell you, my knee feels really good because it was stem-celled. Dr. Paul Hughes, cellular replacement therapy. Use the code word HUNTER 
When you call, when you make an appointment, that'll get you 50% off. Hunter, by the way, is his son's name. He's listening to. So thanks to Dr. Paul. Thanks to Hunter. And if you want to avoid really intrusive, awful surgery, knee replacement, hip replacement, shoulder replacement, go talk to Dr. Paul Hughes, get a consultation, and see if his stem cell replacement therapy isn't right for you. Go to orthopedicsurgeries.com if you want to avoid an orthopedic surgery. How about that? Orthopedicsurgeries.com to get in touch with Dr. Paul Hughes. It feels like it is starting to come into people's focus that Playoff Weekend is not just free and available to anyone who wants to watch an NFL playoff game. You got to go out and head and you got to sign up for Peacock. What's amazing is that they put the Kansas City Chiefs behind this paywall. Now, they're a huge draw, obviously, with Patrick Mahomes, but there's even more going on with the Chiefs and how interesting they are as a football team and how spectacular Mahomes is to watch. It's the Taylor Swift phenomenon, right? I mean, when Taylor Swift is sitting in a press box, there are more people watching that game than Taylor's not here today. Now, whether you like that or don't doesn't matter. It's a bigger audience. And man, the amount of money that NBC paid the NFL to put this game on Peacock when they did that, they didn't think they were even going to get Taylor Swift. I'm sure that price point would be going up right now. Wild card games going behind a paywall. All I'm telling you, kids, is get ready because the future is here. And this is what your life is going to look like as a fan. It's going to be harder and harder to watch the teams that you care about conveniently or easily without signing up for another avenue. Um, it's amazing when you look at it what cord cutting has really become. Cord cutting has become... Very prolific. You know, cable is really in a rough spot. That's why cable never wants to lose football. Like we told you the other day, uh, 94 of the top 100 shows were based around football. They were either football games or one Super Bowl postgame show. So to say that football is the lifeblood of linear television is no exaggeration. So linear television has to be very scared about, you know, everything going behind a paywall one day, but that's, what's going to happen. I mean, think about it. Cord cutting sound like such a good idea that so many people went ahead and did it. Well, now that you've cut your cord, we still want you to be able to watch things. So we're all starting our own apps and what we really need now, you know what we need? They need to create a bundle of all the sports, and they need to create a bundle of all the streaming apps that I need to just watch one team. Like, let's say your team is the Golden State Warriors. You need three or four different things to watch the Golden State Warriors. The 49ers, three or four different things to make sure you watch every single game you get them all. The NBA isn't quite that bad, but football's going in that direction. Baseball has gone in that direction. Um... And what we need is we need a bundle that packages all these different streaming services so you can watch sports. And they should just call that cable because we used to have it. Like the thing we said that we hated and was too expensive and we didn't want anymore and we got rid of. Now, all of a sudden, you need so many more subscription services that I don't know if there's any money to be saved in cord cutting anymore. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we subscribe. Not only do I have DirecTV, but I have... 
Uh, we've, we've got Disney Plus, the plus. Um, we got uh, we got Peacock. We got Netflix. We got Amazon. I think there's a, a Hulu subscription that no one even uses. We got to check and see if we're paying for something we're not even using. And this is now, you know, $5.99 a month, $6.99 a month. Oh, they raised the price again. If you want that without commercials the whole way through, that's now $8.99 a month. Did I say $8.99 a month? I meant $12.99 a month. Did I say $12.99 a month? I meant $15.99 a month if you want the platinum package. And of course, we all want the platinum package. We're not animals. You know, the whole point of this is I don't get commercials. By the way, this is what pisses me off about going to the movies. You go to a movies right now. I want previews. I don't want Coke commercials. I don't want 30 minutes of commercials before my movie starts unless they're previews of upcoming movies. But I digress. Sports fans need multiple services to watch one team. That's obnoxious. That's annoying. That's going to get on people's nerves. But you haven't seen the really angry mob yet. The angry mob will form when the Super Bowl is going to go behind a paywall. And, folks, it's going to happen. It's going to happen, I bet you, in the next decade or so or whenever this next TV contract can cut TV out of the pie entirely. Um, the Super Bowl is going to be a pay-per-view event in our lifetimes, for sure. If a million people are willing to spend money on a Logan Paul fight, how many millions more do you think would get the Super Bowl? So just be ready. I mean, the future is coming. And apparently so are aliens. And we'll get to that in our final story here in just a bit. But the other thing that I had to tell you is that um, in, in you know the NFL today, there's a lot of unhappy Bears fans out there. Matt Eberflus has been retained as head coach of the Chicago Bears. Offensive coordinator Luke Getze and four other assistants fired. Good, but not good enough. So Eberflus, who has been an adventure and has served up some of the worst just brands of football games I've ever seen as a Bears fan. Like, it's it's bad at times. It's really bad at times. Some of the beats, some of the losses, they've just been inexcusable. The execution, back to tunnel screens, like, ah, oh, Jesus. Like, and, and, and Justin Fields, look, he's an adventure. He's an awful lot more with his legs than he is with his arm. So this is a huge moment in time for the Bears who have the number one pick in the draft. And... You're going to leave Matt Eberflus, a guy from the defensive side of the ball, either in the always critical third year of Justin Fields' development or you're moving on from Justin Fields and you're going to go and draft a rookie quarterback and you're going to let Eberflus be the first professional coach in that guy's year? Eh, don't like it. You know, Bears might have rallied a little bit with four wins in their last six games of the year. But Eberflus is 10 and 24 in his past two seasons. And he's from the wrong side of the ball when you're a quarterback, when you got to groom a quarterback, either for year three or year one. I don't need a defensive coordinator to do that. So nobody in Chicago is happy at all. Question is will we have basketball fans in the Bay Area happy with the New Orleans Pelicans coming to Chase Center? Is Draymond playing tonight? When do we get the official news on to whether Draymond is or isn't playing tonight? Let me scroll all the way to the bottom of the chat, see if anyone can just answer that if you've heard. Is Draymond playing tonight? He better be. Okay? 
That's all I got to say. He he better be playing tonight. What, someone was saying, people got fired? What? Pete Carroll, out? In Seattle? What if Jim Harbaugh took the Seahawks job? Oh, my God. 49er Seahawks rivalry back on. So, where was? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, Draymond came out very introspective, sat down, answered questions with the media, talked to the media for about a half an hour. I watched about five minutes of it, and that was enough. Um, Look, Draymond being transparent and introspective and sharing, I don't buy it. And that's not what matters. Draymond's a great talker. He's a great talker. Uh, He's a great communicator. But I'm not buying a single word because his words are not the problems here. It's his actions and his behavior on a basketball court. And to sit there and tell you I'm a better man, I've got it all under control now, in the stress-free setting of a press conference does not tell us anything about Draymond Green. Put him in the tumbler of an NBA game and see if he doesn't shit his pants. That's what I'm interested in seeing. Because Draymond shits his pants over everything. Every foul against him is an attack on him and his family's reputation. Um, it just it, the, the man overreacts to a level of absolutely ridiculous on every whistle he hears and any sort of physical confrontation. He's now roundhouse writing guys and putting dudes in you know reverse chokeholds. Let's see him stop doing that. And by the way, if he does stop doing that because his basketball daddy, Adam Silver, finally gave him the old what for that he needed... The truth is that he could have done it at any time. He's just choosing to do it now because he's officially, what, called in the principal's office? It's a shame that his head coach wasn't able to convey that because I know who's also a great communicator, Steve Kerr. But obviously Steve Kerr's ears have been going in one ear, out the other. So I took Adam Silver to get Draymond's attention. Let's see how long Adam holds that attention when Draymond doesn't like the first whistle, the first foul against him. And I'm telling you, he needs to be back out on the court tonight. This guy was not missing games because he was hurt or injured in any way, shape, or form. You know, he's he's not hurt. Have him play. Well, don't give him his full workload if you're worried about ramping him up. I don't know why. He could have been exercising and playing this whole time. There is no sport in the world of sports that is easier to simulate the actual sport than basketball. There's a pickup game happening everywhere all the time. You can go play basketball. It's easy. It's not like we're putting together a football game, a hockey game, a baseball game. It's basketball. You need dudes in a ball. That's it. In a hoop. That's it. You can stay in shape when you're already in game shape. You can stay in shape. This shouldn't be some big, long ramp up. The guy's been back from his suspension for three days. He better be on the fucking court against the Pelicans because it is quit dicking around time for the Golden State Warriors. It is. And I really, here's the thing. I also don't want some neutered, pathetic Draymond. I still want spicy Draymond. I just don't need ghost pepper Draymond. You know, 33-year-old man learns how to grow up. To me, this is not to be celebrated. Like, this is standard operating procedure. We're not asking you to be abnormal, Draymond. Just go be normal. Is that too much? Just be normal. There are a lot of guys who wanted to compete really hard defensively every single night of their careers who didn't also produce the level of bullshit that you have.
Your team needs you, Draymond. Badly. Badly. By the way, the Pelicans, they've won six in a row on the road. The teams are meeting for the second time this year. The last time they met, the Warriors won going away, 130-102. That was the night before Halloween, and Curry had a season-high 42 points. A season-high 42 points. He'll need at least that again tonight, right? I mean, it feels like without Curry going full-fledged bonfire, the Warriors don't have much of a shot, and even if he does do it, it doesn't guarantee anything anymore. This was supposed to be the really big turn-it-around homestand. This was the seven-game homestand that was going to get the ship pointed in the right direction. Remember that? They lose to the Pelicans. They're 2-5 and on this seven-game homestand. And again, the Pelicans are looking to win their seventh straight on the road. This ain't your daddy's Pelicans team. Up next for the Warriors, it's a four-game road trip. Chicago, Milwaukee, and back-to-backs on Friday, Saturday. Memphis, Utah. And again, that sounds like it might be 0-4 to me. Warriors got a season slipping away from them. So they need Draymond back. They need Draymond to figure out a way to be fire-breathing war daddy Draymond and not I'm trying to wrestle off the top rope Draymond all at the same time. I believe he's capable of it. I think anyone with four rings is capable of doing things. So let's see if Draymond can actually get back out on the court tonight and do two things. Help his team without shitting his pants. Let's find out. But I don't want to hear this. Yeah, like Draymond's not playing tonight. He's going to play Friday. What? He's not hurt. You know, Coach DNP feelings? Is that what we are? Is that what, Come on. I told myself I was going to stay calm today. Now, all of a sudden, I'm a little, little spicy. So let's end with this one. Like I said, we got maybe aliens, folks. Um, a whistleblower says the uh, U.S. is hiding a UFO the size of a football field. Okay, let's read on, shall we? A UFO whistleblower has said there is a U.S. Go- that the U.S. government is hiding a 12-meter TARDIS-like alien craft that is the size of a football field inside. So I was never a big Doctor Who guy, but that's what Doctor Who traveled around in, right? The TARDIS is what they called it. And even though it looked like a call box from the outside, inside of it, time and space bared no dimension on each other. Like you could have something the size of a skyscraper in something that on the outside is the size of a bread box. Like that's what TARDIS is, I guess, you know, in Doctor Who. Former intelligence officer David Gersh made the comments at a secret presentation reportedly having been attended by officials from the CIA, FBI, and Wall Street bigwigs. According to Mail Online, around 60 people attended this talk in some 
New York penthouse hosted by cryptocurrency advisor John Diagostino and a high-profile lawyer. Photos were banned, but an anonymous leaker shared images of Mr. Gersh speaking and divulging some of his claims, including the TARDIS, which he said could manipulate both space and time and could use uh, and use and could harness enough energy to power 70,000 homes a year. Okay. Well, let's talk about our coming overlords. If it indeed is, uh, you know, we're, we're going to get an alien takeover here. Might not be a bad thing. Frankly, I'm watching the job that we're doing. Not very impressed. Maybe it's time for someone else to take over. And so if the aliens called me and said, Damon, we hear you have this very influential YouTube page and we need you to start getting out our message. Um, what would be a good way to make sure that the world will be accepting of us. First thing I'd tell aliens, you come up with that sports bundle that we were talking about earlier. The number way through America's heart is through the NFL. It is what we're addicted to. It's the only thing that we can't get enough of. So uh, get involved in the NFL and distribute the NFL in a free and fun manner. So maybe this is like free Wi-Fi. Aliens with your advanced technology, if you can give everybody free Wi-Fi, you're no one's you're going to be invited over for dinner. And if you could also uh, you you got your TARDIS there and it can power 70,000 homes. If you could pick up our power bill, if you can become PG&E for free, that would be fantastic. Like all you got to do is give people free cell phone service, Wi-Fi, the NFL, and maybe pick up a power bill or two. Aliens will be like, we'll, we'll vote for them. This November vote alien. So that would be my advice for them. How do we take over the world without violence? How do we do this in a nice, easy way? Free Wi-Fi, cellular service, give everyone the NFL. Don't put your wild card games behind paywalls and you, we'll, we'll let you rule over us. No doubt about it. There's no doubt. About, we're not picky. We're not picky and our standards are easily manipulated. I do know that. And so do you. By the way, I got to click here on ESPN.com. I got to just bring this up real fast. Is Pete Carroll really? Pete Carroll is out. Will be an advisor to the Seahawks. So it's a soft firing for Pete Carroll. He's not pack a box and get out of here. But there you go. Pete Carroll. So if Pete Carroll is out, and if Bill Belichick really does go, does that leave Mike Tomlin or John Harbaugh as the longest tenured coach with one team? I'm going to have to look that up. I'm going to have to look that up. All right. So where are we here in this chat? Let me see what's going Oh, well, you know what? Before we get to that, let me say to everyone... Thank you very much for, for joining me on this wonderful Humo Day. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We're about to slip into a little version of Club Plus. And, uh, you know, look for aliens. Or Pete Carroll's future. Or Draymond Green in the Warriors lineup. We'll see what we can find over in Club Plus. Thank you for so much for listening to the podcast. And I'll let you know that sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, whew, he's gone.